Hey gang, and welcome to the Faith Recovery and Music Podcast, focused on all issues dealing with alcoholism, drug addiction, faith, and recovery. Here we share our stories, our experiences, struggles, and successes while walking in recovery with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that's not all, because we'll also have some great music, and we'll be joined by some wonderful musicians performing original and inspirational songs. Songs pertaining not only to God and faith, but also in regards to our journeys as we travel to and on the road of recovery. My name's Timothy Price, and I'm so happy to be your host. I've worked for the church for almost 20 years as a musician and as a praise and worship leader, and I played music professionally my entire adult life, and by the grace of the good Lord, celebrated 26 years clean and sober just a few short months ago. I truly feel this is my calling, and I believe this ministry is God's plan for my life. I'm grateful to serve Him and hopefully help you on your own personal journeys through faith. Recovery and music. I love it. Let's get started. Today's Bible verse. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So today, we have Randy on the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast. Randy is a child of God, and he's 32 years clean and sober, and I'm so happy that he's here, and I'm just really eager to hear what Randy has to say. And with that, I'm just going to give you Randy. Well, thank you, Tim. I, uh, I... Appreciate the invitation to come. I um I, I just love to love to share my story. You know, I, as you're reading the verse, it says it says, "And I will give you rest for your souls." You know that word "souls" has always been just so. Um, I, I want to say special, but it's a uh, the word "soul" has always reminded me of the most deepest part of my being, but the most intimate part that the Lord knows. Um, you know, I, I still I still get goosebumps, you know, listening to to Elvis and Hank Williams, you know, as they sing, then sings my soul, my oh. Savior God, to Thee, how great Thou art, you know, and I, I just yeah, right, even now I got the boom, the mm. goosebumps, you know. So God is good, and yeah, you you know you you introduced me as a child of God, you know, and for for years for years I introduced myself as an alcoholic. You know, I'm Randy, and I'm an alcoholic. And yes, I, I did drink a lot. Uh, but what I've come to realize the last few years that uh, by introducing myself that way, my identity becomes the alcoholic, and that's that not that's not where I want my identity to be. I want my identity to be I am a child of God, and I try to encourage others that their identity is not in their mistakes, their shortcomings. Their identity is who they can become. And it's a long road, you know, as alcoholics or people in recovery, we have a hard time just seeing who we are, in our, you know, through our maker and through others. You know, we tend to dwell on the negatives. So I, I just like to focus on who I am. I like that. 
And then, you know, the beginning of those verses, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What, what does that mean to come to him? For me, when, you know, I, I remember as a small child in a Lutheran church in, um, in Webster, South Dakota, and I remember singing with all my heart, all my soul, all my might, you know, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come in today, come in to stay. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. And I really think that's when, you know, when I was five, six years old, so before my grandpa passed away, so I would have been about six then. But I really think that's when my journey started. Yeah, I had a lot of ups and downs, you know, throughout, but I always seemed to know or have a sense of the Lord. You know, so when I when I think, okay, so what what does it take to come to Him? You know, usually, you know, for people it takes a heartache, um, fortunately, I, I, I tend to, now I come to him daily and I just, you know, invite him, invite him in the morning to be a part of my life. But then, you know, when I got into trouble, uh, when I made the conversion to following him, it was more, you know, when I was using, it was more than the broken relationships. It was more than the uncontrollability, if that's a word, or the unmanageableness that my life had become. It was more than the, my finances. It was that I didn't like the man in the mirror. I didn't like who I'd become. You know, when I was when I was young, growing up, I, I remember I would I would stick up for the underdog, and I wouldn't I wouldn't let the bullies pick on them. You know, I'd, I'd step in there. As my drinking and my drugging increased, I was that bully. I was the one picking on the kids, you know. Um, and it, that brought a certain amount of shame, <laughs> you know, that um, it just wasn't who I was. You know, when I had faith, I prayed, I prayed often, uh, but I kept looking for things to make me happy. You know, I kept looking to the drugs, the alcohol, the car, you know, whatever it was, I just kept looking for that. I think most of my, my faith, it was learned, you know, in the, you know, growing up in the Lutheran church is, you know, learned in Sunday school, confirmation. And it wasn't until I surrendered at my last evaluation. You know, I, I, I remember sitting in the evaluator's office and I could read the 12 steps on the wall. And this is, a, I know I'd seen them before, but this is the first time I actually read them and let them register. And I, and I just thought, wow, this is what I need. This just seems so simple. You know how the steps, you know, the first few steps, are they're all about admitting and surrendering, you know, and then the next group of steps, they're about cleaning up your life, you know, find, you know finding out what, what causes you to do what you do. And, you know, one, one thing I've learned is my inventory doesn't necessarily have to be what's wrong with Randy. I need to keep in mind that there's a lot of good in Randy. Yeah. And so I need to, you know search out the good in Randy, and I need to, when I find the good in Randy, that's what I need to focus on. Isn't it nice when uh, when you get to that point and you can look at those, the steps, mm-hmm. or you, you can see another way of life that's put in front of you that's different than, than the hell we've been going through. Right. And it's, it's almost like a gift from God when you look at it and it seems easy. Right. And it's like, you know what? The first thing I just need to do is surrender. Right. You know, and it's it's not some complicated mathematical equation. You know, right. It's just like <laughs> deep breath, let go. I'm tired of living like this. I'm gonna wind up dead or in jail or 
whatever, Lord, I surrender. Right. You know, and that that's kind of how, you know, my, I, I did the first three steps in my, in the living room. I, I lived in Hopkins at the time. And I remember I'd, I'd gotten a DWI the week before. My driver's license had run out because they, you know, they give you a seven day, seven days to get your <laughs> act together. Yep, yep. <laughs> and we were up at the Iron Horse drinking tequila with my my girlfriend's relatives from the Iron Range. And instead of me giving them directions on how to come home, I just thought, well, it's a better idea if I just drive us home, you know. So that, that Sunday morning, I woke up and I just thought, wow, how stupid are you, Randy? You know, first you're driving without a license. You, you drunk, drunk as a skunk. Um, could have, could have hurt somebody. Yeah. And I made the decision at that moment that I'm gonna, I'm gonna go have another evaluation done, and this time I'm gonna do whatever the evaluator says. Yeah. I really believe that um, that's when I, I did the first three steps in my living room that, that wow. Sunday morning wow. without knowing what they were. You know, this was before, you know, then, then I went to that evaluator. Wow. So you did, were you on your own when you did that? You didn't do it with a sponsor? You just kind of came no, to that? No, this was, I'd, I'd had evaluations in the past. Okay. I, I, this was pre, pre-recovery. But this time it sunk in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was all... I, I think it was, you know, God leading me. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It, you know, there, there. I don't believe in coincidences, and I know I didn't come up with that on my own. You know, I just know that God said, "Here, Randy, this is what you need to do." And wow, and you got it. You understood it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I haven't had a drink since that <laughs> Sunday morning. Body and soul to what he teaches us. 
everybody it's your old pal tim from faith recovery and music wanting to reach out to so many it was soon discovered that a podcast was a great idea for this ministry however we wanted something simple while still covering our needs and that's anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way we've personally come across to make a podcast they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your phone or from your computer i never thought creating a podcast could be so easy And what's great about that is that it enables us to keep focused on our content. Visit them at anchor.fm and discover for yourself how easy it can be. Our stories all kind of intertwine and I I listen to you talk and I'm like, oh, I could just... I visualize in my head these oh, same things. Oh, there's that so, are many yeah, so many tangents. So many tangents, you know. It's different for me, but it's different for you, but it's still the kind it's of the kind same, of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Similar experience. While I was still actively actively using and I ran into an old high school friend of mine and we went out to my van and we were snorting some lines and having a few beers and I don't know why, but I started to pour out to him. Wow. I had no reason to pour out to him, but I just laid it out there. You know, I when I start drinking, I don't know what I'm going to do. I could be behind the shop. I, I could end up at T. Wright's in Minnetonka. I could end up at Eddie Webster's, which is where we were at the time. His response to me was, well, you know, Randy, the people I've been hanging out with, they would call this a slip. And you need to look up in the phone book, AA. And you, when you go there, you need to... You need to grab their phone list, and if you ever feel like drinking, you need to start on the top of that this list. This is coming and from the gentleman who you're who we're snorting, li- dro- wow. snorting lines with and drinking wow. beer. <laughs> and you know, you need to. You know, he he laid out sponsorship. He laid out um, 
uh, the phone list and he just laid it all out and getting a home home group and uh, <laughs> sounds like he'd been there before <laughs> oh yeah he he was there before and and what's what's the miracle about this is I was telling this story and I hadn't seen him for for years I mean like, like 10 years I hadn't seen him and I'm telling this story because this is a big because I, I walked out of that I with hope even though you know he 12-stepped me that night Wow. But you don't see that written in, in any books on how to 12-step somebody when you're actively using drugs. Wow. But I walked away that night with hope. And I hadn't seen him in like 10 years, 10, 15 years. I hadn't seen him. One one day I was um, standing in the hallway at Gopher State. And, you, and if anybody's ever been to Gopher State, the, the hallways are just crowded with people. And I was telling this gal this story, and it's like as soon as I finished the story, the crowd split, and here he was. Wow. You know, like you say, tell me there's not a God. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Lay down your burdens. and Right. Come on. Come on. Oh. You know, so. Oh. Yeah, exactly. You know, and after that conversation with him and going to, you know, surrendering to the treatment facility you know I, I, I started to get out of Randy's head you know I started to work the program um, I started I think the biggest part is I started to have a relationship with God I, I, that's, I think that's uh, the, my relationship with Jesus started then I, I, lear- I started to learn that Randy wasn't so bad after all uh, that I was compassionate. I realized, you know, not only my earthly father loved me, but uh, my heavenly father loved me. That was a hard one for me. Yeah. That was a big one, you know, and uh, on the first podcast, we, we talked about fear. Okay. And how a lot of these thoughts and lies get instilled in our head from either childhood or from our drinking and drugging right. careers. Yeah. And... Um, a lot of times when we come out of these things or we're on the verge of coming out, we uh, we don't think too fondly of ourselves. Right, right. You know, we kind of think that we've screwed up one too many times. And, you know, and, and, you know the funny thing for me is, like, I've, I've always believed in God. Right. Even in my worst moments, I always believed in God, but I just, for some reason, thought he didn't like me. You know, which... I always kind of thought was worse than not believing to begin with. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, something something I like to say is, you know, especially when you find yourself at that crossroads, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, looking into the abyss before you dive in head first. Right. It's like, you know, try to remember just because we've made mistakes doesn't mean we are one. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, and that that's really when I started to learn to pick up his yoke. You know, when I started, when I started having the relationship with him, he started to show me uh, how equally yoked we are. And not so much that me and him are equally yoked, but he's willing to come and meet me where I'm at. You know, um, when you when you yoke animals together to pull a wagon or whatever, you don't you don't put a big oxen with a little donkey. You you bring two oxen that are about the same size, and you put them in the yoke together, and that way neither one of them struggles. Hmm. Well, I'm the little donkey, and he's you know he's the big. I don't want to call him an oxen. That just seems disrespectful. But 
he comes down to my donkey level. And he did. You know, he did when he died on the cross. He came down to the donkey I'm level. definitely a donkey level. Yeah. There's no doubt <laughs> You know, and I, I prove it over and over again. I'm definitely a donkey level. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, and then, you know, I as I... I got sober, and I've never really, really believed in coincidences. And I think we talked about this a little bit before. Um, I started seeing the miracles in other people's lives, and their miracles were similar to my miracles. And you can't tell me that's a coincidence. You know, it's just, no, it can't be. Um, Sometimes I'd get discouraged you know, watching what he's doing for others and not me. Uh, but with the help of my sponsor, good friends, um, or just revelation, I'd realize that he's doing for me just what I needed at that moment. Um, and that's how I found rest. Wow. When I left that meeting from the parking lot of Eddie Webster's, I had hope. You know, and I, awesome. it, it, it took a few years, you know, before I started getting into the Bible, starting to get involved with Bible studies. But uh, I stumbled across Romans 5, and Romans 5 talks about how we praise the Lord for everything that he's given us. Everything. 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 And, uh, <laughs> but not only so, but we praise him for for our shortcomings or our, our oh, no, I don't want to call them defects, but we, we, we praise him for the hard times. Because the hard times produce perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope will not disappoint you because it's poured onto you by the Holy Spirit. And that's my life verse. And and I stumbled across that because my meeting with with my friend, is, I, I think about it often. You know, that's an amazing story. I, I yeah. mean, when you when you really yeah. think about it, when you when you stop and. Um, um, and, and again, if uh, if you're familiar, or, or excuse me, if you're unfamiliar with the term twelve-stepping, that means when well, go go ahead. Another when another alcoholic reaches out to another alcoholic, yeah, and and to help them to and, share their exter- experience, strength, and hope with them. Yeah, and a lot of times you kind of visualize that like uh, in a bedroom or at a kitchen table or something right. like that. You usually don't with a hungover drunk. Yeah, and yeah. and you don't you don't think of it as two active people in the front of a car people in the front of the, in the car of partying right or whatever yeah you know? that's that's really amazing and that you know? that stuck with you right i mean that's that just that's the proof of how strong yep. that is and, and why why would i have shared with with him at that oh, time geez. you know yeah why and then what you said a few seconds ago i mean that whole thing to me ties in with what we were saying before, what brings us closer to God. Right. You know, we usually, usually takes an event, it takes chaos, it takes right. that abyss that, or whatever, yeah. because the pain is what draws us towards something better. Right. And, and you know, my, my recovery is so based on, on, on the Lord Jesus. You know, and I, when Jesus talks, I mean, he wants to have a relationship with me. You know, he's inviting us, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. 
you know, and there's other verses, knock and the door will be open. Uh, he, he went and he approached the Samaritan woman at the well. And he, he basically, you know, read her, read her news to her, you know. And she was, she was dumbfounded because he was a Jew talking to a Samaritan. Yeah, yeah. And she couldn't, she just, she just couldn't fathom that. But he, you know, I don't want to say stooped to her level, but he came to her level. Um, and not only so, but he told her, um, you know, she asked, well, don't you have something to dip the water with? Because he asked for a drink. And, right. And, and he told her that, you know, the water that I have, you, if you drink of my water, you will never thirst again. Oh, that's you know, and, you know, so what, what did she do? You know, she ran, she told everybody, listen, listen to the man that just read my news. You know, he, he just laid it all out in front of me. And he didn't condemn me for it. Wow. He loved me. He, and, you know, that's, that's where, that's, I really believe that's where Jesus wants us. You know, the Lord all the way through, he's, he's always reached out to us and we've always, you know, pushed away and strayed, you know, the, yeah. you know, the Jewish people, they, um, they, they would get complacent and they would get angry, you know, well, why didn't we just stay with Pharaoh? You know, at least we were right. eating with Pharaoh. Um, and you know, they, they wouldn't go to Mount Sinai. They couldn't go to the Holy of Holies, you know, um, there was just so many rules. But uh, that, that's the Old Testament. Um, they had to sacrifice animals for the forgiveness of their sins. Right. Uh, God seemed to be unapproachable. You know, Moses had to wear a veil over his face when he talked to when he talked to God. But then we go, we switch over to the New Testament. Uh, Jesus washes his disciples' feet. Yeah. He he he. Um, you know, he invites us, come to me, knock and the door will be open. You know, the, the water I have, you will never thirst again. Grace and forgiveness. Grace and forgiveness, you know. in the, And I love this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wow. You know, um, yeah, and even, you know, Moses was talking to the Lord, and the Lord said, you know, surely wherever you go, Moses, I'll be with you. And Moses' response was, "Lord, if you're not going to come with me, I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want I don't want it to be because I want people to see what you've done for me. Yeah. And that that's where I'm at. You know, I want I want people to see what the Lord has done for me. Me too. Taste, taste, and see. I didn't always think like that, even in recovery. No. It was just no. you know, it was kind of just a few years ago. Right. And you know, I've always been a Christian, but it's 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 more than just wearing a crucifix necklace and saying you're a Christian. Right. And, and, and it's more than that because you get so much more. Right. And that's what I mean. I mean, I love having a relationship with Christ. I, I, feel, I feel like he's my partner and my ally. Right. You know, right. and I pray about, you know, I try to pray every night, every morning. You know, I'm not perfect with it. I, I, I do the best I can. But I know I pray every day, and I I talk to I talk to Christ and I talk to God about um, circumstances and situations, and and I am not I'm not above asking them for help. <laughs> help me, you know. Right. I mean, please. I mean, when I'm smart enough to look at my life and what I have, I have more than I could ever have dreamed of. Right. 
I, I mean, I, I have, I have my faith. I have my family. I have my friends. I have my recovery. Right. I love when you talk. I love yeah. listening to when you talk. And if I may say, I know some other people too that yeah. really enjoy it when when you speak oh. from your heart and you talk about your recovery and you you talk about Christ as your Lord and Savior. I mean, yeah, thank you. It's it's amazing. Yeah. You wear it on your sleeve. You're mm. you're open about it. Um, and I think that's important for for people in recovery to share their stories, share their their Bible verses that have helped them to reach down deep and sometimes even tell the stories of our past, you know, and sometimes they're not pretty. Right. You know, right. It's, it's, and it's I, awesome. And I really don't, I, I hope I don't. Um, a lot of people say I don't, but I don't ever want to come across as though I know it all because sure. by no means do I. You know, my credentials are my, my head hurts, my feet smell, but I still love Jesus. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know? Too. Um, yeah, I, uh, I couldn't even begin to make that claim. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you know it all? I don't no. know. Anything. Yeah. And, you know, um, but I just, I just, you know, love what he's done, what he's done for so many people, not just me.
Okay, so Randy, if you were if you were gonna if somebody was new to sobriety or if somebody was on the fence, um, you know how sometimes people are they're afraid to quit, but they're also afraid not to quit. If you could make any kind of suggestion to somebody in that state, what would you say? You know, this this might be seem a little off track here, but um, the heating heating element in my um, in my oven burnt out couple months ago and then I ran out of you know so uh, two months with the heating element burnt out of my oven I've been using my grill well then my grill the propane ran out and I was too lazy to fire up my pellet smoker so I, f- I fixed the heating element in my oven and it took me about 15 minutes and I thought wow why didn't I do this two <laughs> months ago it was just so simple you know and I knew it was going to be simple I knew there was nothing hard I just kept putting it off so what would I say? You know, what 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 the old timers tell me? They always told me, you know, don't drink, read your big book, and go to meetings. You know, when I see these young people come in, it's like, it, it's just so refreshing, you know. And don't don't wait. Yeah. You know, we get to see these bones. You know, these people who are just desperate uh, down. Uh, we had a gentleman last night. We had a really small group, but this gentleman, he just said, "Wow." This is what I needed. I've been away from the church for so long, but wow, this is real. And that's what matters. That's what matters. No matter what age you are, if you're looking at your life like where drugs and alcohol have become some sort of problem, you know, whatever you decide, just try to take a serious look at it. Right. You know, maybe you are, maybe you're not. You know, but if you're, if you're, if you're experiencing pain and misery as a direct result of drinking or drugging, you got something to look at. And right. it doesn't matter if you're 12, 22, or 90. Right. You know, cocaine re- cocaine really accelerated my bottom. And, me, too. Uh, me too. And uh, But I was fortunate where my bottom didn't have to get as deep as other people that I've seen. Yep. I, you know, I just, I, I couldn't stand to be in my own skin. And yeah, I, me neither, you know, me neither. and that bottom always has a trap door. I think this has just been great. Um, God, I learned so much. Um, and I want to thank Randy for coming on, taking the time to, to speak on the faith recovery and music podcast. Uh, it's just, it's good stuff folks. And, uh, we, I'm going to ask Randy if he wouldn't mind praying mm-hmm. as we close this, uh, episode out Hmm, absolutely you know the the faith recovery and music we've met twice now and it's just so refreshing um it's it's something new you know i've oh father we we thank you lord we thank you for your presence we thank you for your revelation lord that you reveal more to us as we can as we handle it lord and lord and the things we can't handle we you know we look to you for for guidance and for wisdom lord for that for that alcoholic that's still suffering lord we we lift them up we ask that you put their arms around them we ask that you bring people into their lives that can guide them lord people people who they respect people that uh can tell them what it is Hmm, Father, we, oh, I just, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your living water, Lord. I thank you that you stand at the door and knock, and all I have to do is open it. 
Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Randy. Yep. Episode 2, Come to Me, All Who Are Weary, featuring Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Today's podcast was produced by John Waterhouse. Music on today's episode featured Heart for God, written by Timothy Price and performed by Alice and Tim Price, and Blessed Assurance, also performed by Timothy Price. If you're interested in being a guest on the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast, please go to our website at www.faithrecoverymusic.com and go to the contact page. We'd love to have you. We'd love to hear about your recovery. Even though we may occasionally have a doctor, a licensed counselor, or therapist as a guest on the podcast, today's episode did not feature such. We are not doctors, nor do we claim to be. When quitting any kind of substance, you may need to seek medical attention or assistance as you detox. If you are in any way, shape, or form at a total loss and you feel you have no one to reach out to and you're concerned you may possibly hurt yourself, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 8255. Check out Faith Recovery and Music on Facebook and be sure to visit our YouTube channel too. This episode originally aired October 2nd, 2020.